everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. Dano Chara hit the ice for an optional skate this morning, but he's still listed as a game-time decision when Boston hosts St. Louis tonight in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final, and the series nodded at 2. Chara took that puck to the face in Game 4, and despite a broken jaw, he still might play wearing a full face shield. Matt Grizzlick practicing uh, with a non-contact jersey. He is questionable for the game tonight. Boston playing 50 cents, total 5.5. Uh, series price down to uh, 10 cents to Boston minus 145, Blues plus 135. Golden State Warriors have confirmed the man that pushed Kyle Lowry from his courtside seat is the team's minority owner, Mark Stevens. Stevens will not be in attendance for the remainder of the NBA Finals, according to the Golden State Warriors organization. Golden State still in the process of reviewing all the tape from the incident. With 10.37 left in the fourth quarter, Lowry fell into the seats chasing a loose ball, and Stevens reached over and pushed him. LeBron James chirping in, too, said the Warriors uh, still didn't do enough to this guy. He wants a stiffer punishment because he's not just a fan. He knows the rules as a member of the ownership group. Contrary to initial announcements, Golden State Warriors center Kevon Looney might return to the NBA Finals. It won't be for a bit, though. He has played an important bench role, averaging 7.6 points and 4.8 boards in 21 minutes per game. He had a collarbone injury. Golden State uh, Warriors coach Steve Kerr expects Clay Thompson to return for Game 4 Friday night in Oaktown. Still no word on the status of Kevin Durant and his calf injury. Kerr saying uh, he's going to pursue on-court activities today. Toronto leads the best of seven series, two games to one. Game four Friday night, nine Eastern, six Pacific. Warriors minus five and a half right now, total 216. And the updated series price, wow. It's a straight pickup now, minus 110 both ways. Busy day in Major League Baseball this afternoon. The Mets beat the San Francisco Giants 7-3. Game goes over the total. Pittsburgh taking out Atlanta 6-1. Archer the win. Bolton Evitz the loss. Felipe Vasquez save number 15. Scores on the go right now. Tampa Bay all over Detroit 6-1 in the bottom of the eighth. Boston up on Kansas City 7-4, bottom seven. Cincinnati and St. Louis, the Cards have a 3-1 lead in top of the eighth. Milwaukee and Miami Brew Crew up 4-1, top seven. Colorado and the Cubs, the Rockies, 2-0, bottom six. And Houston got on Seattle early. They're up 3-0 in the top of two tonight. Yankees minus 200 at Toronto, total 10. Hap versus Jackson, 7-10. Minnesota and Cleveland, Tribe minus 20 cents, 8.5. Berrios versus Bauer, 8.05. Baltimore at Texas, Rangers minus 185, 11. Hess versus Haredo, and 10.07. We got Oakland at the LA Angels. Halos minus 139.5, your total Dumpster Fires versus Boss Skaggs. Yeehaw! 10-10. We got Washington and San Diego. Padres minus 115. 7.5. Corbin versus Lucchese. Quarterfinal play at the French Open resumed today after yesterday's cancellations with rain. Men's quarters uh, going according to plan. No stunners there. Number one seed Novak Djokovic steamrolling. Five seed Alex Jaredevin straight sex. 7-5. 6-2. 6-2 the final. In the semis are set there. Uh, the Joker is now going to meet the Austrian four-seat Dominic Team. He beat Karin Kachnikov easily in straight sets today. 6-2, 6-4, 6-2 the final. Djokovic versus Team. Djokovic a big favorite in this one. The other semifinal, a, a huge battle of legends. Top seed and clay court specialist Rafa Nadal meets Roger Federer. Nadal a monster favorite. Minus 900 as we speak. Federer plus 550. This is going to be the 39th meeting between the two and their first match since 2017. But on the women's side, let's talk upsets, guys. This is crazy stuff. 
three seed and defending champion Simona Halep. She's out. She got bounced by 17-year-old Phenom from the USA. Anna Anisimova in straight sets, 6-2, 6-4. In the other quarter, 13th-ranked Ashley Barty took out 14-seed Madison Keys in straights, 6-3, 7-5. So the ladies' semis set for Friday morning. Uh, we got at 8 a.m. Ashley Barty minus 200 versus Anisimova, who is plus 162. The other, Jessica Conta, she meets Marketa Vondrasova. Conta minus 140. Vondrasova plus 120. In the NFL, Jermaine Curse has signed a deal with the Detroit Lions, making a one-year contract worth 1.35 million plus incentives. He had 37 catches for 371 yards and one touchdown for the Jets in 2018. Uh, we got Nations League Soccer, England up on the Netherlands, 1-0 at the half. More NHL news, the Dallas Stars have inked Roman Polak to a one-year extension worth $1.75 And the Leafs forward Patrick Barlow putting his house up for sale amidst multiple rumors and trade speculation that he's gone from the Leafs. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned, everybody. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. We have NHL legend Jeremy Roenick, our friend Gamble. He's back from the baseball game. Alex Smith, not the quarterback, but the capper, and a whole lot more. Red Heat and Rage, Hour 1 on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Time Decisions. Uh, you just heard the man, Jeremy Roenick, just got stopping in. Alex D. Smith, Gam Blue. So we've got a lot of picks uh, on the program today. We'll talk some pucks uh, today. As uh, Mike Cardano, no doubt, tuning in right now and saying, oh, great. It's Stanley Cup uh, night uh, tonight. But, um, you know, me and Cam are just like sort of like news anchors. We don't make the news. We just report yep. the news. Correct. Hey. French okay. Open game, it's all it's all relevant to us. Like Mo Sislak says, if it moves, you can bet on it, Marenzi. And that's the way we roll. Yeah, that's right. There's uh there's a lot of stuff to be laying down on and I'm already I'm already a day late dollar short today as uh Simona Halep bounced from the tournament and this yeah. uh, this American chick from New Jersey, she's the real deal. Seventeen years old, man. She's just uh you know, she's a very, very powerful player. There's always that next phenom. I'm not saying that this girl is the next phenom, uh, but there will be that next phenom, and it could be her. She looks good. She, you, you said it. Vondrasova looks amazing. It's funny. They're talking like, what's what's in your iPod? Drake, boo, boo. I guess the people from California didn't like that one, Marenzi, but she's on fire. I uh, saw part of the match there watching uh, early French open action. Crazy stuff on the women's side. I've already made a bet on uh, the other one. I might take Vondrasova as a dog, but I've already put my money on Conta. I think uh, she, the Brit, is, is going to get it done in her next match, only laying 40 cents. That's what I like. And uh, the guy stuff, we can't even really bet right now. You know, minus 900s and stuff like that. I put Halep in a parlay at minus 600. Now it, it smoked it. So I just pissed away money by these uh, can't-miss parlays. I'm going to go individual on these matches. It's been pretty good with Stan Waranka. We got the spread. But uh, I'm on Conta, Gabe. That's my next big play. Oh, uh, yeah. Amanda Anismova. Anis Mova. She's the youngest player ranked in the top 100 uh, right now. She's going to climb uh, even higher. Sounds like a Russian name, doesn't it? Though? Sure does. And, and uh, Anis Mova. 
Samova. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, very uh, European background. Like, yeah, you hear that name, you're thinking Croatia. Okay, Russia, I'm sure. Think, I'm thinking Russia. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, her parents, her parents are from Russia, but she did grow up uh, in New Jersey. Um, yeah, she was like the U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, Open junior mixed doubles champion. Um, she's had a pretty successful amateur career, but you don't get this far in the French Open by accident. So it's on a roll right now. But that's the thing with tennis, man. There's always like some young kid, especially in a women's tennis, that comes in. It's sort of like a pitcher camp. Talk about it. Like these uh, uh, pitchers making their first starts and stuff. Yeah. Like the other players don't really know much about young players. And then these young players come in and just start throwing the ball past them. I wish I would have known. Uh, day late, dollar short. It is what it is. Raptors get it done uh, last night. Yeah. Blue Bruins uh, on the board. Same thing. We break it all down a more. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I don't even know if we're starting uh, right now. Anywhere. Um, all right, so Raptors win. We'll start with that. Raptors win uh, last night, take care of business, and uh, suddenly we've got a series uh, on our hands. And uh, the crying, the excuses, the defending, and uh, a lot of other stuff has begun. And I said this earlier today on the morning show, but I didn't get to this point but because I didn't see it yet. But, like, Stephen A. Smith, I, I try not to dislike the guy. Like, I've got nothing against him. I'm not one of these people that automatically, like, dislikes everyone in the media that everyone else hates just for the sake of it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, why do you dislike this guy? What did he do? What did he say? Oh, I just don't like him. Like, so I've got nothing against Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I think he's overpaid. Uh, but if he has the ratings, uh, then, hey, it is what it is. God bless him. But he says a lot of stupid stuff, and I've really come to the conclusion he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's really just a loudmouth guy that, I don't know, I guess people love to hate, and it works for him. But, you know, he was talking about how, like, I remember he was laughing uh, when his co-host said that the Raptors, uh, like we said, like Kawhi Leonard versus Greek Freak was kind of a wash one-on-one, right? Like matching up. And then and Stephen A. Smith is like, but the rest of the Bucks are far better than the rest of the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. How's Nikolai Meritic doing right now? How do you, how did Meritic play last night? So, you know, about the, the Raptor players, that Max Kellerman said the Raptor bench is far better, or the Raptors, like other players, are better than the Buck players. True statement. Stephen A. Smith went on about how Kellerman should stick to boxing and doesn't know anything about basketball and Laughed at the Raptors, and then after, oh, blah, blah, the Raptors have no chance against the Warriors. Um, so I saw him today. I don't even watch his show. It's by chance. I come in, and he's actually on in the background, and I see him talking about the game last night. And he's talking about how the only reason the Raptors won last night is because Clay Thompson didn't play. And about how, and I saw this on ESPN this morning as well on another show. They had a poll. They were saying, 
if if Clay Thompson comes back, will the Warriors lose another game in the series? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Clay Thompson played in game one, and, you know, you guys lost, right? Like, with this supposed, oh, no, now Clay Thompson's not here. Once did it help us that Clay Thompson didn't play last night? Of course it did. But, hey, staying healthy, it's a war of attrition. That's the whole thing about winning a championship. Who who stays, who can last the longest out there without falling apart? And all for all you haters out there, and this and that, and blah, 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 I'll, I'll, Cam, put it this way. In game one, they had Clay, uh, Clay Thompson. They scored 109 points, the Golden State Warriors did. They lost, all right, 118-109. Uh, they lost the game. They scored 109 points with Clay Thompson. Game two, they had Clay Thompson. They scored 109 points and won the game by five. So game one, game two, Clay Thompson, they scored 109 points. Last night, Cab, they scored 109 points without Clay Thompson. So you get the pattern here? Yeah, you yeah, guys I scored 109 points in every damn game. And you had Clay Thompson, now you don't have Clay Thompson. And the other one is like, well, they don't have Kevin Durant. It's funny because before, now that they're losing suddenly a series, all I never saw any ESPN suits or ESPN stats and info uh, website or anyone talking about Kevin Durant, all I saw was Steph Curry, 35-2. and two. In career without uh, without Kevin Durant since Kevin Durant's been in their camp, they were bragging about it that how Curry's now 35 and two in the play and straight up and 38 two overall uh, when when Kevin Durant isn't in the lineup 38 and two. So it's funny now, you know, against the Blazers they were just great. Now where I'm going with this is they're never going to give Raptors credit for this camp, even if the Raptors win. There's going to be this asterisk and all and blah, hey, blah, blah. Yeah. Never mind sure. the fact the Raptors have had the hardest route in the history of the NBA playoffs. And I'm not just saying that. Numbers speak, speak for themselves. They played the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one team in the NBA, 60 wins. They played the Philadelphia 76ers, the three seed, 51 wins, 42 wins uh, with the Magic, 58 wins uh, with the Warriors. We're talking, literally, the Raptors have already set a record. They had the toughest test ever in a conference finals to get to a final. So I don't want to hear jack about anything after the fact. If whoever's healthy is healthy. It is what it is. The Raptors haven't won the series yet, and I'm not saying they have. But I don't even care about the injuries. It doesn't matter what they do. After the Raptors won game one, the storyline the next day with the media was, what did the Warriors do wrong? Game two, the Warriors win. The series is over. The Raptors suck. They're chokers. They're never going to win. Right back to game three, exact same thing. Now, another thing, as I'm on my soapbox here, but it's just speaking truth, another thing, Cam. When the Raptors lost the other night, the next morning on ESPN and on FS1 and all these shows, all it was was how great the Warriors are and how bad the Raptors are. Kawhi Leonard's leaving. Kyle Lowry is inconsistent. Blah, blah, blah. All right? Uh, oh, yeah. Masai Ujiri yesterday on uh, on Cornhole Show and Wilbon. They spent uh, five minutes talking about a Masai Ujiri is going to leave the Raptors for the Washington Wizards uh, when this is all over, of course. 
heard the same rumor last year. It's funny, guys. I mean, you know, you guys just recycle the same shit. So when the Warriors won camp, it was the greatness of Curry, the greatness of the Warriors, the greatness of everything. Last night, the Raptors win. You know what uh, they spoke about this morning? Odell Beckham, uh, New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, Phil Mickelson carrying two drivers in his bag. <laughs> And, oh, yeah, the Raptors won last night. You know what I mean? Phil Mickelson carrying two drivers in his bag. Like, <laughs> Listen, man, I, I, I'm with you. It, it's a, it's bias. And the best is, Gabe, I have both now. So I get to watch the games on both TVs with ABC, and then I get Leo and the regular broadcast. The difference between the two is so disgusting. It's almost and, – and they're Raptors broadcasters, and they're calling the game fairly. You know what I mean? And by the way, Leo Routon's uh, your friend, Gabe. He almost, uh, like, could have been seriously hurt and almost died. Yeah, you saw about the light, right? You saw the light? Craziness. Like, yeah, hey, Golden State, nice arena. You got lights falling down on, like, uh, like a friend of the program here. He could have literally place, died. Let's just be real. It's a dump. The, the place it's is a, a dump. dump. It's a hellhole. It's a dump. There's a reason why every team is leaving the city. And I don't want to be a jerk. And No, you don't. But, and and pick on Oakland and anything like that. But let's just be real. If you're the Warriors, where you rather play? Come on. You know what I mean? You're on the wrong side of the bridge. And uh, and as you stated, you got lights falling. And, oh, yeah, real classy, huh? They got fans pushing, uh, oh, and turns out, investors, no, co-owners, pushing Kyle Lowry. Majority, yeah, majority, yeah. My minority owners. Oh, yeah. So uh, so here's one. Hey, hi. Hi, I'm David Silver. Drink, drink. Hey, Drake. I'd like you to, you know, get Adam us, uh, Ra- 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 Adam. Yes, or Adam Silver. Oh, sorry, I call him David Silver. <laughs> Adam Silver. Ring, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell Drake to settle down in these games here because uh, it's out of control. Meanwhile, you got a majority owner grabbing Kyle Lowry. And, and are, are, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me with what's ha- happening right now? And that's like, come on, man. The whole thing. Like, first of all, we ta- everything talked about. What we, everything happened. Gasol went inside. I just, I just, I just got to go back to the David Silver. What? Like, you've been on a real roll the last 24 hours with names. Yesterday, you called James Paxton John Paxton. Yeah. This morning, right now, he opened the show. With I told Silver? you, uh, I said, Amoscova really got it done. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm laying it down on Lariscova. I'm like, it's Amoscova. And now, you can't know. David Silver. Just start sticking with last names. Yeah, I got it. You know, the tennis name, it's actually, all you want the product, uh, correct pronunciation? Anisimova is her name. Anisimova. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, you're Yang, right. I, I, I don't know what's happening with my brain. I'm not visiting Yang. Yang Yang's all good right, right now. Yang's on, the, Yang's on the bullpen. This is yeah. the manager. I'm calling shifts out to the outfield. I'm like, yo, Stewart, in the outfield. I'm like, you're yeah. out of position. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I got, I got. You're right about those names. I know it relates back to Hollywood bad actors, but anyway, I like the way you see Akam and the guys uh, attack the rat last night. We talked. Oh, you said it, Yang. We the North. Hey, it's so. <laughs> you're beating me down hard today. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
your series about fantasy football. It's never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best map based projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season long betting, and best ball NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Thank you very much, uh, Cam. So, so as you stated, man, last night, unbelievable. It's been a weird series, and I was talking about this yesterday, if you remember. There's a weird vibe to this series. It, it, there is. There's a weird, each game is kind of strange. You're right. The crowds have been over the top in Toronto. There's just there's just been weird vibes. There's, I thought it would sort of be funner. And I don't mean like from a fan perspective, but the Warriors are sort of, you know, they're, the Warriors are kind of nice guys, but they're really not. Like the Warriors are just kind of arrogant dickheads. And you know, you know, like I never really had, you know, the, 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 the stand for the Warriors, but my team didn't really play them. But you see their arrogance and stuff, and and then you throw in the injuries and the Drake, Drake calling Draymond trash, and then Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, uh, waiting in the hallway, for Kevin Durant to get Drake, and calling him by his real name, Aubrey. They said, <laughs> "Yo, you ain't talking now, you punk bitch ass!" Like, dude, like it's, it's getting it's getting hostile. And it just keeps building, and there's just this sort of his Kawhi stain. There's just so much energy and and, and stuff, yeah, and smack talk and everything rolled into one in this series. And then, like you said last night, it just continues. You have a light fall from the ceiling, guys. It missed Leo Rowden's by like an inch. I know a light would have landed on his head. It missed him by an inch. This light falls. And we have an owner, a minority owner, who it's unbelievable. And I actually had people in my chat this morning debating whether it was all right and if it was a big deal. Dude, you're sitting, court, you're sitting courtside. <laughs> you're sitting courtside. Stuff is going to happen. All right? You know. You know, you get your drink. You sit courtside, Kev. My double vodka might get knocked over. You know what I mean? It might. It's, it's part of the deal. That's why you're sitting so close. You know it's part of the deal. Secondly, Kyle Lowry went out of his way not to run into him and his stupid, ugly wife. So he went out of his way. He went into the a chair beside them. There was an empty chair there. The guy actually reached over through an empty chair to push and shove Kyle Lowry. I'd like to see him do that on the street, Cam. Like to see him go up to Kyle Lowry and shove Kyle on the street and see how that uh, see if he does that. I don't think he does. This I don't think he does. He's worth. Uh, I, I just reading in my updates. They have a, a list a of two them, billion uh, dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. He's done like, like the 960th richest person in the world. 2.4 billion is his net worth. He used to uh, be part owner of uh, with the Sacramento Kings and then switched in a business deal to uh, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the guy seems like an absolute tool. And I will say this about their fan base too. They stink. Probably like you probably know, makes money like ripping off kids like cancer here. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we'll see him on American Greed. We'll see it's all it's all BS. But I don't know, man. Not very impressed, too. Like you have a final series there. I thought their fan base was pretty tame. 
compared to the Raptor fan base. Not even in the oh, league. Yeah. Oh, it's no, a joke. No. And these guys and have been spoiled for so long, they don't even know what's going on anymore. It's kind of crazy. And it's a know? lot like sort of it's a lot like the Toronto stuff in a sense, but it's different. Because I got to tell you, the Raptor fans in the first two games were off the hook, Cam. They did a great job, the fans. Like even the rich ones, like we're going nuts by yeah. the bench. But San Francisco, Oakland here, it's the last series in this arena. It's the Warriors. I mean, come on, bro. You know real Warrior fans aren't even in the building. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all it's all rich people and Bay Area, Silicon Valley, look, the billionaire guy. And, you know, that's all That's all it is. Toronto, it's a little different. Like, Raptor fans are so sick. Like, hell, even I paid a hell of a lot to get into the game for, for next uh, Monday night. But there's more controversy that I didn't even know about. See, I have a little Kyle Lowry stuff. And, oh, yeah, by the way, too, Cam, it's funny how it's funny how when Kyle Lowry got out of the scrum there out of that play, he said to the referee, that guy just pushed me. Yeah. And he said to security, like the ref and security, he said, and he pointed, he said, this guy just pushed me. You know what they did? They gave him the ball, and they said, hurry up, play on. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just want to ask you, Cam, that if if I push Steph Curry on Monday night courtside, do you think people will see it and notice it? Uh, you're in jail. I'm yeah, thinking. it's funny. It's funny. Huh? Like, uh, it's like yeah, they don't no, call they don't call fouls, and they don't even call when when their owner pushes our players. Now, the guy should know, be arrested. Uh, yeah. oh, and, and, and any common fan would be under arrest for that. You're right. If he wasn't a billionaire, and that's what LeBron James said. It's funny. It's LeBron's world. We're just living in, in it. But a story just broke a while ago uh, saying he wants further punishment from the guy. LeBron basically said because he's a billionaire with connections, he won't be punished. So, hey, LeBron, no, uh, he's he's dead. He's right on this one. You can't yeah, touch yeah. players like that. You can't touch professional athletes like that or your fair yeah. game. Remember earlier in the year, some jackass 11-year-old kid pushed Westbrook in the back? What is that? I know. You can't do that. Like, like, what do you want the guy control. to do? It's yeah, out of it control. Is. And good job, fans, because now the NBA players are supposedly really upset and tired of this. And uh, they don't want people sitting so close to the court anymore. Yeah. They're talking about eliminating those seats now. You know, yeah. because the players are in a no-win situation. So Lowry has to get pushed by this jackass or beat the shit out of him and get suspended and start a malice at the Palace 2.0. I, I, I hate to right? say it, Gabe, but, but I agree with the league in this instance. And I probably, you wouldn't think I would take that take. They have to move them back a few feet. You can't have people getting wasted, spilling drinks. It might slip on the floor. Say the towel girl just They're misses close. it. You got, you're you got right. idiots. They're, they're way too close. They're way too, sorry. I'm just You're sitting next to the bench and stuff. And that's you're what I'm saying. You can't yeah. be there. You got to go back a I little agree. bit. They're still the owners don't want to do it because they make big money for this. But whatever, oh, you can still start big money for the you're front row. But, rich. Yeah. yeah. So you, know, you should be embarrassed by that. It turns out it's your owner. Not even the fed. Your, one of your owners, like you guys are just like, you're a piece of work, uh, Warriors. So, and it goes on. Now, here's the other controversy that's just breaking. And, of course, it has nothing to do with Drake, but Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Beyonce. She got I all sour last night. You I see didn't that? see this. I didn't know this until now. I'm wondering, what do you mean Beyonce? And uh, she's, she's Beyonce pissed. shoves the owner's wife. Yeah, I know. She's like, out of my way, girl. Like enough like you know what i mean yeah i don't know if she knows that she's the owner she doesn't she thought she was some rich lady with golden pants and the yeah. funny thing about it was too, yeah that's the thing the chick went over 
basically overheard to have a little chat with uh, Jay Z. She she was burning a hole through that chick. Like you like <laughs> I'm like about Beyonce, man. I know you want to bang her, Marissa. That's one thing. But I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't want to piss that chick off because you'd be sleeping in your bed. And she'd like it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be fun. Oh, no. no, she'd hurt you. It's kind you of don't like, want uh, it. You don't she want to have anger. God say as your wife, bro. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. She'd be nothing Jay-Z's, but disappointed no, all the time. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Jay-Z, why the hell did you put the... Eh, what, you make me breakfast? Oh, baby, baby. They got a cook or whatever. It's just like, I could just see her, like, shaking this guy down for everything. You went out with the guys last night? What the hell is going I told on? You, I told you, my boy and the killer dwarfs, they played with uh, Motley Crue. Yeah. And uh, he said... That's awesome. That's he, said, and, uh, he goes out and parties, and Tommy Lee goes, do you mind if Pamela Anderson comes? And this is like Baywatch, heydays type stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> killer dwarfs are like, this is awesome, man. We're going out yeah. with Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. <laughs> he said, bro, after two hours around her, like, they left type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. like, like you said, nothing but complain the whole time. This yeah. food they, sucks. Yeah. This food sucks. My wine sucks. <laughs> this isn't it. Where the, the car's no good. The driver's an idiot. Like, I guess it was just constant. Like, constant, yeah. constant, constant. And yeah. Tommy Lee went along with it. Even though he was Tommy Lee, he was whipped. So they were like, we got to, we got to get away from this, man. It's crazy. It's the same thing. Like, Gabe, I'm you try to talk video. to her. So you're like, uh, so is it fun yeah. on Baywatch? Yes. No. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like she wasn't friendly at all to anyone. Yeah. She just, she was just, she's just me. No, I saw the same thing. I remember Kurt Cobain. I have a video. That I was watching a long time ago, right? It's with like Sonic Youth, Dinosaur Jr., Pearl J, all those Seattle guys at a concert. And Courtney Love's there with uh, Kurt Cobain. And like Jay Maskus and this guy just looking, what the f- Get this. Like, they, like, they, it was like the disdain they had for her because she just always, oh, man, 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 barking and barking yeah, and barking. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem, right? Yeah, she might look nice like and all. You're not whatever. Even in the just, band. It's yeah, like, know, shut like, up, why Courtney. You, you know? Why are you here bothering these people? <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you something, so, man. No, so, that gold so tape situation is a gong show. Yeah. So the Beyonce <laughs> stuff, this is over the top. Uh, this is Ramona Shelburne from ESPN. Just spoke with Nicole, Nicole Curran, the wife uh, of uh, Golden State Warrior owner Joe Lacob. Yeah. About the incident last night. She is in tears. She has been getting death threats all night. She had to disable all of her social media accounts because Beyonce fans are coming at her hard. And it turns out she was asking Jay-Z what he wanted to drink. Just for that? Wow. Yeah. That's it. You see how crazy said, Gabe? She, she, on her, social she said, media. are you having fun? Are you having yeah. fun? Is there anything we can do? Wow. What do you guys want to drink? And now she, and her life yeah. is ruined. Beyonce fans want to kill her. She shuts down her accounts for what? Being a nice person? This is what kind of world we're living in right now. Uh, That's I how know. insane and I stupid know. it is. That's nuts. The whole night last uh, night was a gong show, Marantz. It even felt weird watching the game. So many things well, were happening. We learned a lesson. Don't, don't talk past Beyonce, bro. Like, Beyonce's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Roden coming up next. Wow. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Guys, time to swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball with who? DailyRoto.com. Why? Well, we want you to be the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer using to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament. Or you can become just one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. Bottom line, if you're playing MLB DFS and you're not using DailyRoto.com, please stop. Enter the promo code FNTSY. Get yourself a 10% discount. Get the lineup alerts, the projected ownership percentages, the weather updates, the fantasy projections. And, oh, yeah, guys, the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in DFS winnings. It's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package, DailyRoto.com, promo code FNTSY. Get your 10% discount today. Yeah, uh, thanks, Joe. Um, I'm going to speak to the powers that be. We're really going to start reading these promos when guests aren't on hold. <laughs> Not Joe's fault, but we got to settle this. Let's bring in a man right now. This is the quote. I hope the Toronto Raptors beat the Warriors. The city of T.O. deserves a championship. And who wants to see Golden State win again? Who said that? Feel like Jeopardy? The man who joins us right now, J.R. Jeremy Roenick, NBC Sports. Uh, NHL legend, JR. It's always a pleasure, my man. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on short notice. How you doing this morning? Absolutely. Hey, listen, the texts are a call. You can do it anytime, buddy. Glad to be on. Hey, we appreciate that. So, I want to let me fun, but we'll have some fun here. I'm going to go, we'll go rapid fire. Just throw topics, bam, bam, bam. So, if you want the Raptors to beat the Warriors, and I'm a diehard Raptor fan, Jeremy, God bless you for it. <laughs> and I tweeted it out. And Evander Kane's pulling for, uh, He's like, uh, Bay Area stick together. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you're Canadian even. But uh, you're not even Canadian. You're pulling for the Raptors, chair. But wouldn't – I said the Raptors and the Blues are sort of the same because the Blues haven't won forever. The city of Boston has won so damn much over the years at different sports. But you're a Bostonian, so I don't want to put you in the hot yeah, seat, I- but would it piss you off if the Blues won? They wouldn't be nice to see them win? It would not piss me off one bit, not one bit. Um, I would feel very, very happy for the city. Listen, I've been around that city for a lot of years as a foe playing for the an enemy, playing for the yep. Blackhawks, uh, doing some stuff for NBC. But I will tell you right now, I have been in St. Louis now four times over this playoff uh, run, and I have not had one negative comment made to me by St. Louis Blues fans, not one. Not, not all. Oh, we hate you because you're a Blackhawk or Boo or you know, you know, we you, you never give our team any respect. Not one, and that tells me a lot about uh, the respect of the fans, the love and passion for the games that the fans have. I think their excitement that they are in this position. And listen, yeah, I grew up a Boston Bruins fan. I grew up here in Boston. But there is something about seeing a city win a first cup and one that's been waited on and waited on and waited on and waited on. Uh, I have Brett Hull's been a very, very close friend of mine. Kelly Chase has been a very yeah. close friend of mine. Um, I have a lot of, uh, obviously, Keith Kachuk is a very good friend of mine. You know, there are a lot of reasons why I would love to see a Blues win a Stanley Cup. Let me just ask you quickly, and I'll throw it to you, Joe, uh, Jeremy. 
and you know, we're talking the cup here, but was it your dream to be a Boston Bruin? Like, you know, was Bobby Orr your guy and Esposito? Did you want to be like a, a Bruin, or did you just want to make no. it to the NHL? No, Rick Middleton was my guy. He was my favorite player of all time. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, Nifty, Nifty was just – I loved the way he played, it just, his style. I, just, I remember I had his hockey card. I'm 48, Jerry. I'm just thinking about the hair and the bald spot and, like, great stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was fantastic. I loved it. So, uh, and I, yeah, I, I, you know, I had a chance to play for the Bruins back in 2001. You know, they, they were talking about getting rid of Billy Guerin and all that stuff, and I was like, I was going to go someplace that had a chance to win, and I was thinking, if they're getting rid of Billy Guerin right now, that they're taking yeah. less chance of, of wanting to win, so I ended up signing in Philly, but, uh, you know, yeah, everybody loves to play in their hometown, but, um, you know, still being here and watching everything that's going on, seeing the passion by the fans, uh, you, you understand why this is such a great city. You know, Jeremy, it's uh, what we call zigzag here in the betting world. You win, I win. You win, I win. Here we go uh, tonight. Something's eventually got to give here. Otherwise, we're going to seven back in Boston, and that's not going to help me having uh, the Blues in six. But all of a sudden, they, they got a bit of a uh, depth issue now, don't they, here, Boston, going uh, against a Blues team that uh, crazy forecheck, relentless. All of a sudden, that blue line and that penalty killing may not be what it once was for Boston. Should they be concerned? Uh, I think, yes, yeah, so for a couple of other reasons, obviously. I think the Blues are very comfortable on the road. They have the best road record in the playoffs. They have found ways to get things done. They have a goaltender that seems to still be feeling pretty good, and they're playing as physical as I've seen them play in a long time. Now, the Bruins, I think, are a little banged up, obviously, with no Grizzly, not knowing how um, how well Chara is feeling, what how he's going to fair if he plays tonight. Um, I, I know Bergeron's probably banged up a little bit. There's no question that uh, the other guys are feeling some pain after the punishment that mm. St. Louis has been thrown at them the last three games. So, um, But how long can they keep that up? I think that's the big issue. I, I really think it's a flip of the coin. And you're right. You want to talk about bending issues? I have no idea who to bet on from one day to the next. <laughs> it's like literally, literally flip a coin. Welcome to our me? world. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, like even 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 over even over unders. Is it going to be a high uh, scoring game or going to be a low scoring? They're all going over, Jeremy. There's the damn empty netters. Jeremy, are we ever going to get a nothing nothing first period, or are all the goals always going to be scored and go over in the first period? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Well, they want to get everybody excited at first, and then bore them to death until the end of the game, where it goes in overtime. And don't kidding, um, Jeremy. But yeah. we bet the totals five and a half goals. It's like 2-2 after nine minutes. It's like, guys, oh, going over five and a half. And then it's like 2-2 with four minutes left still. <laughs> like, you don't know. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. My, my, my buddy called me. He put, a, he put a bet in Vegas on the, on the uh, under uh, in uh, game, in game three. In game three? Or, no, game two. Yeah. Game two, two, two yeah. 2-2. Two, two. Two two after one. We're like, see you later. That's gone. Done, yeah. Next thing you know, goes into overtime. Goes into overtime at two two. Like Jesus, that was that's uh, you know uh, that's a gift. That's uh, a gift. But this, hey, this game, this game can go any any which way. I, I think if they both decide they want to play uh, tic tac toe, you know, chess chess hockey, it will be a low scoring game. They have that ability. But uh, the penalties are always going to be in the power plays are always going to be tough, especially with the Boston power play. You know. And Jeremy, good. you remember Kyle Turley, badass football player. Hey, you remember he threw the helmet. He was a regular with us. I became buddies with him, and he told me once I was betting. 
goes, Gabe, I don't know how the hell you bet on this stuff. He goes, we don't even know who's going to win. He's like, you know, he goes, I'm on the field. He goes, sometimes I'm standing on the sideline wondering, are we going to win this game or not? Like, I'm like uh, Yeah, but you know, you, know, you know what the most frustrating thing is? And you guys can attest to this. The most frustrating thing is really, I don't care about the lines. I don't care what the split, you know, how good the teams are, or how bad the teams are. It's 50-50. One or the other is going to win. Why do you always pick the one that doesn't win all Best the time? Jeremy, though, you get these jackasses online. I, it's a lock. I got inside this. Inside, it's like you got inside nothing. You've never even been inside the arena, let alone a room. But I know you got to get out of here in a minute. Let me ask you. You played through a lot of pain, man, and there's some epic post-game conferences. Just punch your Jeremy Roenick post-game after the fact where Jeremy looks like a damn hockey player. But... Zidane chair. I can't believe the toughness of you guys that it's even a question. Why is it game-time decision with a broken jaw? Um, what's it like? You can put the visor on, but, man, you get hit. Your body jars. Your jaw moves. Talk to us on the way out here, Jeremy, about what's it like playing with a broken jaw, and what he, can he do it, and what's it like? What's the danger? Oh, of course he can do it. Uh, I did it. I did it in 98, and I broke it in four different places. Uh, oh, I, God, I, of course. <laughs> I, 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 but I had two weeks to kind of sit with it and, you know, let it, you know, let it heal a little bit. I don't know the, the extent of the damage, but I, I was always of the fact that, listen, I don't shoot with my face. I don't skate with my face. I don't care about the pain. You know, I don't care about the pain. If it breaks, if it breaks again, you know, I have all summer to heal. And I think Zidane comes from the old school mentality. I, I do believe that he, you know, he understands what's at stake. He's 41, closer to 42. This is probably going to be his last opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. He has the rest of his life to make sure he, his face heals. If I was him and if I know him well enough, he, he will play and do the best he can to help his team. The only way I don't think he, if he does not, is if, if, he can't breathe well enough, or he's, mm. he won't be able to yeah. be the player that's going to help the team because that's the type of player he is. Um, I just love him. I don't say the pain is nothing. Pain goes away. Pride is forever. If he can yeah, breathe, man. he can play. I love yeah, him. Amen. Well, if of he can breathe, I he should can. be all right. Like, <laughs> Jeremy, you're the yeah, best. Yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's just that's just that's a, that's secondary. That's secondary. Breathing yeah. is secondary. You, trying to win is, is primary. That's a, um, that's my that's my, this that's series my going seven games. You think uh, we'll get you out on this? Is this uh, series going seven? I, I believe it's going to go seven. I think the Bruins win tonight. I think St. Louis wins back in St. Louis. Yeah. We'll be coming back for an epic, epic, epic game seven. Hey, thanks for the time, JR. Appreciate it. Anytime, you guys. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. There's uh, Jeremy Roenick yeah. with us, a uh, class act, funny stuff. And Joe? Looks like I got to hedge out. <laughs> these hockey guys, Joe. Like, <laughs> Great. He goes, well, he goes, if you can breathe, then there's no breathing problems. Then I know. Like, I even don't yesterday, Joe, face. Brad Marchand is a jerk, but great player, right? He's like, no, no. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes. Chara's a warrior. He he understands what's at stake. He's a great teammate. I expect he'll be there. He's oh, yeah. got a broken jaw. <laughs> from two days ago. I don't skate with my face. I don't. Hey, shoot with my face. You don't skate with your face. You don't shoot with your face. Like, like why didn't we think of that game? What the hell? I like what he thinking? He goes, well, as long as there's not breathing problems, uh, he'll yeah. be out there. Yeah. Oh, of course he's going to so play. I just went for the record, like, and I'm not, Clay Thompson's tough, bro. The guy played 120 consecutive playoff games. He would have played. Yes, but it's just yeah. like, what a different world, Joe, huh? Like, yes, night and day. It's night like, wow, day. his hammy's a little tight. And, listen, dude, I got well, to These guys are like, listen, 
Can you breathe? A blister. Are you good? Are you broken shot? Don't worry. No, no. You, 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 we're going to heal you after. Like, don't worry. You're, you're, I got all summer to heal. We're good. It's a pride thing. Like, an NBA player will flop or a soccer guy will go down and exaggerate an injury. An NHL player can take, like, two bullets and they won't show you they're hurt. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a code thing. You get to the bench on your own two feet. Yep. And then you collapse. You know what I mean? You can throw off like after, but it's like a code thing. No matter how hurt you are. So the other night, guys, the Dano Chara takes a puck to the face. 100 miles an hour. Bam! Awesome. Breaks his jaw. <laughs> breaks his jaw. He goes to the room. He came back out and sat on the bench. He couldn't play after. Right. He came back. He sat on the bench to offer vocal and moral support with a broken jaw. That he broke 10 minutes previous to that. It's insane. Like, the level of toughness and the acceptance of, like, JR, oh, yeah, I played with him, you know what I mean? And, yeah, he's supposed to play. And, like, the Bruin players are going to be surprised if he doesn't play. To be fair, Kevin Durant did have an ice pack on his calf and met them in the tunnel after the game. So, (laughs) it's there. I'm not ragging on these guys. It's not fair. Like, you can't compare sport by sport. But... (laughs) Let's just state there's a reason, Joe, that we say the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy in sport to win. Yeah. And I tell you, the NBA's not easy either. It's a no. grind, the NBA playoffs. NFL and NHL are in their own categories. NFL is the season. Yeah. It's a grind. But I've always found, Joe, the playoffs are kind of easy, isn't it? Like, yeah. you get home field, you win two games, you go to the Super Bowl, you have two weeks off. Like, it's not the same. I'm not discounting it, but... Like, look at, like, the, the grind of the NBA playoffs, man. Like, the Raptors, six grueling games oh, with yeah. the Sixers. It was a bloodbath. The Milwaukee Bucks. The concept Bucks. of, like, I don't know what my name is, but put me back out on the field kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, baseball playoffs, it's hard because you're playing good teams, but it's not that physical in the playoffs that, you know, it's like, all right, best of five, best of seven. and Right, right. But the baseball season is a grind. Like, I'm not just being oh, Hell, yeah, Same time decision at four. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We love you, Yang. You're doing a great job today, but that might be the worst promo that's ever been aired on this station. We do three hours of entertainment, and that's like, that's the promo? Like, really? <laughs> if I had money, I would have bet on it. Like, hey. like really? Like, <laughs> wow. Who did? Who's responsible for that? Is that you, Yang? Yeah, that, that, that was totally on me, man. And I cringe every time I play a promo, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> delete, delete that one. Put that, put that with uh, a yeah, yeah, play. Put that with Fortune yeah, Sun. I don't know. Like <laughs> three three hours of of show and like that's that's the promo. Are right, we gonna work on getting one better today, buddy? 
It was good stuff <laughs> with JR. Good stuff. Cam uh, over there dying and stuff over there. Oh, I love it. Oh, baby. Hey, well, he came at, hey, you know what the best is? Marenzi's uh, equal opportunity when it comes to uh, poking us. Yang, sometimes, sometimes I get uh, pulled in the third inning and sometimes you do. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, no, nah, you got it, man. Like, Gabe, he, he, he owes no bars, man. Like, you know, he just doesn't matter. Like, you know, even with the Raptors winning today, I mean, like, he's so critical. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not critical. I just, I'm just i just busting your chops, buddy. I just try to, well, we're trying to run the playbook here, yeah. That's all I'm saying. You got we're running it. the offense. It's a bad play call. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm the coach, and I'm, like, calling up to the offensive coordinator. What the F was that? Like, <laughs> Say good job, guys. But that's like catching the ball and running the other way. Yeah, yeah. Stick to the playbook. Stop audibling stuff here, right? (laughs) Uh, All right, Cam. I just I I just retweeted something. Check out my Twitter if you can. Okay, so yeah, just uh, updating a couple things there. Uh, Yeah. By the way, Gabe, uh, update. We all knew this, but a Kevin Durant officially out for the next game as well. Oh, shocker! Targeting game five, but. Another thing is, I just don't think it's going to happen. Remember, this guy, even if he comes back, he's not in game shape. It's a big problem. Oh. So check check my Twitter out. Twitter. Your Twitter. Okay, Twitter. Yeah. yeah I'm there now. Scared the yeah. shit out of me. This is about two hours ago. I'm standing, I'm sitting there on the Hudson dock waiting for my boat, looking yeah. in the water, looking at a duck uh, that I like. The duck guy I see all the time. So this duck is hanging out. I'm looking at oh him. Oh, my God. And this monster rolls up on me. Wow, man. They're putting some weird stuff in that water. I don't know if that's an eel or a fish, but it Dude. looks scary. Dude, it's a lot bigger than it looks, Cab. The thing was like 12 feet. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Kevin Durant will officially miss game four. We knew this one, but now it's official Friday night. Uh, He continues to recover from that calf injury. According to head coach Steve Kerr, he made the announcement official today. It'll be the ninth straight game. Durant's missing, suffering the injury in game five of the Western uh, semis versus uh, the Houston Rockets. Kerr also said Clay Thompson expected to play probable for game Friday night with that sore hammy. The Warriors lost 123-109 to the Raptors on Wednesday. They trailed 2-1 in the series. And contrary to initial announcements, Golden State Warriors center Kevon Looney could return to action. He's played an important bench role, averaging 7.6 points and 4.8 boards in 21 minutes of action through Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Game 4, Friday night, 9 p.m., 6 Pacific time, Warriors, minus 5.5, total set at 216.5, updated series price. Wow. It's a pick em. straight pick em both ways, 110 either way for the Raptors and Warriors. Uh, Golden State Warriors have also confirmed the man that pushed Kyle Lowry from his courtside seat as the team's minority owner, Mark Stevens. This guy's in a little bit of trouble. Should be worse, though. He won't be in attendance for the remainder of the NBA Finals, according to the Warriors organization. They say they're still in the process of reviewing the incident. And uh, with 10.37 left in the fourth quarter, Lowry fell into the seats, chasing a loose ball, and Stevens reached over and pushed him. 
LeBron James uh, says uh, that punishment missing the series is not enough. He wants a stiffer punishment because this man is not just a fan. He knows the rules as an ownership partner. Zdeno Char hitting the ice for an optional skate this morning. He's still listed as a game-time decision when Boston hosts St. Louis in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final tonight. The series nodded at 2. It's a good one. Char taking that puck to the face in Game 4, and despite a broken jaw, he still might play wearing a full face shield. Matt Grizzlick practiced. Uh, um, he is questionable to play for the Boston Bruins as well. They're laying 1-1-50, total 5.5. Series tied at 2 apiece. And the series priced down a little bit to Boston, minus 145, Blues plus 135. On the PGA Tour, an update from the Canadian Open at Hamilton Golf Club. Keegan Bradley from the USA holding down the lead, a solid minus seven round. Six golfers are just one shot back, including Dundas, Ontario, Canadian Mackenzie Hughes, hometown course. He's just one shot off the pace. Notables, five to one favorite, Dustin Johnson in it, plus one. Rory McIlroy in the hundred minus three, and Brooks Kepka even through 17 holes. Busy day in Major League Baseball today. The New York Mets, they beat San Francisco 7-3. Game goes over. Pittsburgh, they took out Atlanta 6-1 the final in that baseball game. We got, uh, yeah, Fulton Evans the loss. Archer the win there. Felipe Vasquez save number 15 for the Buccos. We have next on the docket, this is a final. Tampa Bay beating Detroit 6-1. Travis Darno two home runs for the Rays in the 6-1 win. St. Louis over Cincinnati 3-1 the final. Jordan Hicks save number 12 for the Redbirds. Boston beat KC 7-5. Matt Barnes save number 4. Milwaukee and uh, Miami Brew Crew up 5-1, top 9 in that game. And what else do we have here? We have a couple other games on the go right now. Houston, they're up 4-1 in the fifth inning against Seattle in that uh, baseball game. We will look and see if anything else. Nope, all the other ones uh, later on tonight. Let's take a look at the sked. We have a very light night because mostly afternoon ball. Oh, yeah, sorry, a couple other ones for you there. Guys, I got Colorado and the Cubs. Rockies up two to nothing. Later tonight, Yankees minus 200 at Toronto. Total 10, Hap versus Jackson, 7-10. Mini at Cleveland, Tribe minus 125. Eight and a half is your total. Barrios versus Bauer. Another one at 805, Baltimore, Texas. Rangers minus 190, over under 11. Hess Express versus Laredo, 10-07. We got Oakland and the Angels. Halos minus 139 and a half. Dumpster Fires versus Skaggs, 10-10. We got Washington and San Diego. Padres minus 115, seven and a half. Corbin versus Lucchese. The Atlanta Braves are emerging as the front runners to sign lefty pitcher Dallas Keuchel. We'll see what happens there. Former Arizona Wildcat assistant Emmanuel Book Richardson receiving three months in prison today for his role in the college hoops corruption scandal. He accepted $20,000 in bribes from an aspiring business manager for pro athletes. French Open, we talked about it, uh, men's quarters. Djokovic steamrolling Alex Zherdev. The Joker now meets the Austrian Dominic team in the semis. The other semi, Rafa Nadal versus Roger Federer. Going to be a great one there. And Nadal minus 900 on the women's side. <clears throat> Simona Halep lost to 17 American. Anna Anesimova in straight sets, 6-2, 6-4. Other quarter, Ashley Barty over Madison Keys, 6-3, 7-5. In straights, ladies' se- semis are set. Barty minus 200 versus Anisimova, who is plus 162. Conta taking on Marketa Vondrusova. Conta minus 140. Vondrusova plus 120. In the NFL, wide receiver Jermaine Kerr signed on with the Detroit Lions. The Dallas Stars have inked blue liner Roman Polak on a one-year $1.75 million deal. I'm Cam Stewart. Stick around, everybody. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat Rage Radio. Thanks to Jeremy Roenick for stopping by. Cam Blue and Alex Smith, the capper, not the football player, next in the rotation. Hour 2, Red Heat and Rage Radio, coming up next. All you have to decide 
decides what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, we're to uh, level two. Game time decision. Ready and rage on radio. Madison Sports on Radio Network. I am Cable Berenzi. He is the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Lou from Gamblue.com uh, uh, will join us. Uh, Alex B. Smith uh, will join us. So we're, uh, we're going to cover the Stanley Cup. Get us some UFC uh, with, uh, with uh, Gamblue as well. Uh, we're talking NBA, NBA um, finals. And uh, Kevin Durant is once again going to be out. Not a surprise. Dude, he's limping around. He hasn't practiced. He hasn't, like, he's done, like, really light drills. And as you stated, like, Kevin Durant coming back is not going to change the world, right? He's not going to be 100%. Uh, you know, he might play well, sort of, but you don't know what you're going to get. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change their lineup. Clay Thompson's more critical to them right now. And the whole thing is, we talked about it, guys. They scored 109 points in all three games, okay? So offensively, they had the exact same production without him. Yet, defensively, they were a freaking mess last night, Cam. That was the difference last night. Yeah. You talk about Clay Thompson being out. They scored. Curry compensated for it with the 47 and... You know, like I said, do the math, guys. They scored 109 points in the first two games of the series, identical. And they scored 109 last night. The difference was people don't talk about it with Clay Thompson, and people don't talk about defense enough in this league, and that's why the Raptors are where they are right now is because of defense. Raptors aren't even a good shooting team, man, and they're up 2-1 in the NBA Finals because they're a good defensive team. But um, Clay Thompson is an elite defensive player, Cam. And without him, man, they were bad defensively. Like, they were lost. It's... It really exposed them at how important Clay Thompson is to this team. Sure did. That's the thing. Clay Thompson, he he locks guys down, and it sets up so many other things that the Raptors Raptors can do. You saw all the open looks in space they had with the three pointers. Danny Green hit them. Fred Van Fleet hit them. Even in the when you want to drive to the paint, Pascal Siakam seems to have some more room to operate. Kawhi Leonard. It's a totally different thing. You're right. It affects everybody on the floor and. Uh, He's going to play on Friday night, so it's going to be a lot uh, tougher for the Raptors. It's indicative in the line. Uh, Golden State by game time yesterday was only like two and a half, three, and now it's five and a half. So, you know, but I still think the Raptors uh, can cover that number and win game. I'm very confident. Uh, you know what I mean? If, if they play the ty- type of game that they play, even with Klay Thompson, I think they can uh, I, they can win again. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be taking the money line on Friday night. It's plus 200 right now or so. Uh, I'll also be taking the points. Golden State's going to lay it on the line, but you're right. Like if Golden State, if Golden, even if Golden State wins, it'll win. They'll win by a close game. They're not going to blow the Raptors out. The Raptors know if they win this game, they can win the finals off that day. We got this. We the North. Blue coming up. Next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Level two. Game time decisions ready. And it's just the radio network. I am at Cable Brenzi. iHeart Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, um, and uh, everything else in between. Um, all right, let's bring in uh, Lou uh, right now. Of course, Stanley Cup finals continue. We spoke uh, with with Jeremy Roenick, good old JR, uh, earlier in the program. Great stuff with Jeremy Roenick, as always. He's a funny dude. Um, Alex uh, B. Smith will join us. Wager talk a little bit later on. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on this game uh, tonight. Let's bring in uh, Lou, uh, gabloot.com. Good afternoon, Lou. How you doing this afternoon? Doing great, Gabriel. Looking forward to speaking with you, and uh, hope everybody's having a good day. How did you enjoy the uh, the Dodgers and D-backs game yesterday? Late comeback for the, the home team. I did the rare thing, and I just couldn't lay 165 on the Dodgers, though I usually take the road team when I go to those games. Uh, <laughs> we, we got bold and took a little bit of action on the uh, Diamondbacks, and it was a one-run game. And uh, when it's a one-run game late, as soon as you – Oh, it was going so well, too, Cam. I know. I was really, uh, I was liking Max, it. Actually, looking bad. Uh, it's going to be one of these days. Get to the oh. point. I'm going to have to start having guest-free shows and stuff. Get, uh, yeah. I don't know, boy. Yeah. Just me and you. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I, I, I was going to have a rebuttal to Lou. The Diamondbacks cost me a huge parlay. Jerks. That team always uh, screws me, Arizona. All right, I think That's we, one team. We got him? I, I think we have Lou back uh, here right now. What's up, Lou? Sorry, guys. I don't, I don't know when I cut out. The only thing I can say is don't follow. If I bet the Diamondbacks, first of all, I'll bet 10 baseball games this year, mostly the ones I go to, small recreational bets, and that might be the only time I take the Diamondbacks the rest of the year. And well, probably, probably a smart move. Baseball is a weird sport, though. Underdogs, you know, you know, you're a big dog better at whatever sport you like to bet on. And you know, the fact is, in baseball, even the worst team wins like once in every three games. It's not even that many sweeps in three game series. Is you know, you take an underdog in baseball, you have a pretty good chance of winning. You have a decent chance. I think you have a better chance of winning than the actual odds. Except uh, for some reason, uh, when me and Cam take underdogs, they don't win. Yeah, yeah. like today, Gabe, a perfect example, I have Kansas City. I have them plus one and a half as well. And this is what happens when you take bad teams, bad things. That Danny Duffy took a liner off the head to start the game. Ted Yost didn't take him out. He pitched, gave up four runs, then got hooked in the game. They came back, and then uh, a ball in the outfield. Both guys looked at each other. Thing drops, three-run air. They end up losing. It costs them three runs on the play. They lose seven to five. Bad teams do bad things. That's the problem. Like you take these underdogs and they'll let you down with bad errors and horrible play. Yeah, you know uh, it's your day, Cam, when the starting pitcher of your team takes a uh, line drive to the forehead and they don't take oh, about yeah. the game. Uh, and they come back the and then they lose seven to five. I have them plus one and a half. Like it's just been that way with baseball, Marenzi. I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like. One of those sports. Sometimes you hit it like you. I, we're just missing the parlays by one game. It's just. Listen, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you how. To, I'm not going to tell you how to handle your business. I never do. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, you never tell another man how to gamble or, or who to bet on. But in my own personal opinion, and I busted your balls about this. I think you're betting on too many bad teams too often. 
That's you know what I mean. I know we talk about dogs, but there's a difference between having a live dog. And look, the night I took the Orioles with you, I even said, Cam, we're taking a team that's seven and twenty on their home field. Oh, I know, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a it's a difference between taking a live dog and just sort of taking a really bad team and hoping that somehow they win that day. But we'll get into that. And Lou, well, you're an underdog better. And would you agree with that assessment that there's a difference between fighting a live, live good underdog and just betting on a bad fighter or a bad team. Yeah, and I, even I get trapped in, into it every once in a while. I, I had that kid, Joe, last week, and I was so embarrassed that I took him. The guy did a complete tomato can, and it happens. And we all make mistakes. The only advice I would give Cam is get off the plus one, one and a half. Don't ever do that. I, I'm no expert. But believe me, they have that there for the. That's a that's a house uh, tool and a, that's a house device. If you're going to use run lines, give the one and a half. Don't take it. Mm. Interesting. Yep. I'm assuming that you don't like football teasers too, Lou. No, no, no. <laughs> Parlay pew and playing pukes and <laughs> teaser playing pukes. Although I've, right. I've heard you talk uh, about I, teasers before. I've sometimes heard they're sharp. I'm a, I'm a about biggest, different though. If you're going to play a football I'm teaser, biggest, though, guys, teasers, sorry, I'm I was going to say, teasers in the same game are a problem. That's what you force it. Because oftentimes, like on a Monday night football, okay, I'm going to tease the dog in the under or the dog whatever in the over. But most of the time, it, the teaser wasn't really needed. But I think you really can. And you and I have talked about this, Cameron. I'll throw it to you, Lou. But me and Cameron talked about this a lot. If you have the discipline to tease two different games, Teasers can be very advantageous for you. But when you're, you're you're forcing that Sunday night football teaser, that Thursday night football teaser, same football game, it's tough. But if you spread the teaser out between two games, I think it could be advantageous. Go ahead, Lou. Sorry. No, all good. Hey, guys, in baseball, you got to be aware of the year. This year, it's the rich are rich and the poor are terrible. And so yeah. betting dogs this year is more, more treacherous than past years. And then as far as the teasers are concerned, uh, first of all, uh, if you're going to bet teasers in the NFL, make it sides. They're awful tight with sides. Now you want to start to get into totals. Well, then you should have been betting teasers in 1967 when the totals were 41, 38, 36. You're going to start betting teasers when uh, the Rams play the Saints and the totals 52. You're, You're asking for trouble. So, yeah, the teaser's a great tool, and I'm not saying never tease into totals, but be judicious. I tease into totals when that total's 41 or 42, not 52 or 60. Good point. It's more random with the higher numbers. You're right. Um, It's all volatile. There's nothing set in stone, guys, when it comes to betting. Not Nothing set in stone. And my my advice always is, if whatever, whatever you like, if it's working for you, then do it. But if it's not, and you keep forcing things, um, and like Lou stated, and me and Mark Lawrence talk about this a lot, guys, it changes. I mean, I've been betting since uh, I was 12 years old in 1982. And, you know, like, it, it, it evolves. Sports evolve. Like, it's a good point what Lou just said. There's the haves and the haves nots in baseball this year. There's a bunch of crappy teams, and there's six or seven really good teams. Um, everybody, there's 12 guys on pace to hit 50 home runs right now. Right, totals are different. NHL, NHL playoffs used to be low scoring. Now every damn game goes over the number. It always gets to six now. 
Uh, football, double-digit dogs before. Blindly bet a double-digit dog in the NFL. Worst team getting 14. You'll get your ass handed to you if you do that now. <laughs> the favorites murder these teams over the last three, four years. It, it, it's always there's always a liquid and fluid situation in a gaming situation. And I was talking about with, with this with Cam uh, earlier in the week, Lou, and I think it's a good correlation. So I, I know you're not so much into boxing anymore, but so over the weekend, the uh, the Ruiz guy beats uh, Anthony Joshua. And people are talking about it being like one of the biggest upsets of all time. And the fact is, Anthony Joshua was a 40 to 1 favorite against Ruiz. Mike Tyson was a 42 to 1 favorite against Buster Douglas. So there's a natural comparison. But the thing is, you know, and I know, and we all freaking know, Anthony Joshua is not Mike Tyson. All right. Anthony Joshua beat a couple of dudes, went the distance with Klitschko, always had fights on his hand against slugs. You know, the, the, the heavyweight division isn't great. He was heavily marketed, and he was a very marketable, charming guy to sell. Not a great fighter. And I said to Cam, I'm not taking anything away from Ruiz, but the fact is, he never should have been a 40-to-1 favorite. And in the UFC, Lou, we see this. I remember GSP and John Jones and everything. GSP in his heyday used to be minus 450. Now you yep. get people, Cynthia Cavill fights in the UFC for the first time. She's minus 1,200. You know what I mean? You get these massive numbers that aren't justifiable, which means there's some soft numbers out there that can be beat. But uh, let's hit this with Lou on the other side. We'll get his take. Let's jump into the UFC and the Stanley Cup. Game time decisions continue. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Instead of uh, Ed's trying to get on my good side, he's just talking in yeah. Raptor code today. Like, exactly. Usually he's like back to live action, fellas. Instead of back to live action, he goes we to North, or he goes uh, back to Kawhi action. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we have breaking news. Sorry to step up and uh, and do your thing, Cam, but yeah. we got some breaking news just from a couple of minutes ago uh, while we were during the commercial uh, break. Uh, the NBA has responded. Job well done. This is why the NBA is at the forefront of leagues. They knew we have to do something about this. Even LeBron James is tweeting about it. Golden State Warriors investor Mark Stevens has been fined half a million dollars, Woo! $500,000, and banned for one year. <laughs> I like it. It's you know, Listen, we weren't going to get a life ban. Um, he's banned for a year. Through next year's playoffs. He's not allowed even going to any playoff game next year. And what I like about this is this rich son of a bitch, you're not even going to get to be there for the opening of the new arena now next year. Yep. You're not allowed even going to your new arena. It's great. Hey man, I hope it was worth it, And I hope it was worth it, bro. And oh, yeah. And we're going to win the finals on your ass. Let me just read the, the official uh, uh, statement and we'll get back to Lou here. Uh, The NBA and the Golden State Warriors today announced that Warriors investor Mark Stevens has been banned from attending NBA games and Warriors team activities for one year. 
Oh, looks like the Warriors um, uh, are also punishing him uh, for one year. Uh, he has also been fined $500,000 for pushing and directing obscene language towards Toronto Raptors uh, guard Kyle Lowry during Game 3 of the NBA Finals last night. The incident occurred with 10.37 remaining in the fourth quarter when Lowry dived into the spectator stands while ch- chasing a loose ball. Stevens' ban is effective immediately and carries through the uh, 2019-20 NBA season, including next year's postseason. Um, job well done by the NBA. And Lou, last night, a player on the Toronto Raptors fell, like, you know, courtside seats. You see players in the NBA all the time crash into the fence. And he he fell into the seats, but he did his best to avoid people. And he actually did for the most part. But he crashed into a seat, and as he was getting up, this guy shoved him. He reached over to shove the player on the Raptors. And the Raptor player complained to the referee and everyone in security. Nobody did anything, and they played on right away. But... They did kick the guy out after, but it turns out the guy is one of the minority owners of the Golden State Warriors, Lou. Pretty crazy. But just yelled and screamed at the player. I would have been really, really upset. But the fact that he went across a seat to, to push the guy, uh, if that was a regular fan, I, I just I would be disgusted, but the fact that it's actually someone of leadership and and a partial, I'm beyond disgusted, and I would say that's the minimum the league should have done. I'm glad they did it so swiftly, because that I mean it's fan behavior is bad enough in these stadiums as it is. Now you got some freaking owner not using his head and and leading by that example. I'm totally disgusted. And Jeff Van Gundy last night, who I like a lot and I have a lot of respect for, I know he was kind of joking around, but he said, big deal. I would have pushed him, too. He goes, come on, it's the NBA Finals. Ha, ha, ha. Everyone's fired up. And, yeah, really, Jeff, I'm sure if a fan comes and shoves you (laughs) at the the broadcaster's table, it's cool, right? But come on, man. What the hell's wrong with people? Like, everyone needs to chill out, you know? And then the other story, Lou, and I know you won't care about this, but I'm just going to throw it out there, and it's stupid. People need to chill out on the opposite end. Is the real owner of the Golden State Warriors is sitting with Jay-Z and Beyonce, and the owner of the Golden State Warriors' wife, and you'll see it, Lou, just punch in Beyonce. It's all over the place. The owner of the Warriors' wife and the real owner guy, not just the minority guy, he, she leaned over Beyonce to lean past Beyonce to speak to, uh, to Jay-Z. And it turns out, because it's loud, she said, you're ordering vodka and tonic, right? That's all it was. She's the owner. They were trying to get more booze for him. She said, we're going to get more coming for you. It's vodka tonic. And he started smiling. Yeah, yeah, vodka. And he started laughing. And then Beyonce sort of shoved her, bumped her. And everyone's freaking out. Oh, this woman is hitting on Jay-Z and getting in Beyonce's face. Now the poor owner of the Golden State Warriors' wife's getting death threats from Beyonce fans all night. It's like, God, man, Cam hates social media for a reason, Lou. Like, social media is not too social, is it? The opposite. Yeah, that that one I didn't see, uh, I, and I don't really care to see it, and I'll just let you guys discuss it as it, as it is. Oh, you'll hear about it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's insane, uh, though. Like, it's kind of like Gabe. Like, you got to know what before you're going to go wild on somebody. You should think about what they're doing, right? Like, for no reason, what? So somebody's talking to your just because somebody's talking to your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Like, that's the craziest thing. You're actually trying to do something nice for somebody, and now she's like, her life has been turned upside down by crazy stalkers saying, "Oh, how dare you do this and how dare you do that?" It's absolutely insane. From a nice gesture to this, it's pure bullshit. I like this. Here's Fred Van Fleet on this. Uh, I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars or zero dollars. There's no room for this. Uh, Goes on like he's like they're pissed. NBA players are pissed. Like I said, it's not even a Raptor thing or anything like that, guys. Richard Jefferson went off this morning on ESPN. Went off about how you got to get rid of courtside seats. It's enough. Um, LeBron James, Cam talked about it. LeBron's tweeting. LeBron's bitching about this, saying the guy should be booted from the league. Like, LeBron wants the guy to sell the team. Like, his share's gone and stuff. Strip. Like, people are pissed, pissed, pissed. And I hope you're, you know, what an embarrassment for the Golden State Warriors. I hope you guys are proud. But let's go to uh, the other series where this stuff doesn't happen in hockey because there's glass. They can't get involved with the fans. <laughs> Unless you're a drunk guy in Philly and you fall in the penalty box with Ty Domi. That was the best. Remember, Cam? Get him, Ty! Get him, Ty! Like, <laughs> Joe Bowen, come on! Yeah, the best is, too, the fan, too. He's a, that's the thing. It's kind of, like, weird. Karma's a weird thing. Like, he's spraying Domi. He's getting all in there. And then, whoop, had too many. The glass falls in. Yeah. And now, now you got no protection, buddy. <laughs> Go get him, Ty. You're right. Get him, Go get him, Ty. Right, Ty. Don't be to kill the fan. It was like the guy fell into the pit at the zoo. Free game. Uh, that's some great stuff, but it was dude, the thing about hockey, there's nothing but respect. They're warriors, these guys, right? Yeah. On both yeah. teams, especially the Blues and the Bruins. You have to respect them, and I don't love the Bruins at all, but these two teams are beating the crap out of each other. No one's crying about it. You know, they're they're just picking up the pieces. And what's amazing, the toughness of hockey players, guys, is so we spoke to Jeremy Roenick. I said Zidane Chara broken jaw, you know, and I'm not taking anything from Clay Thompson, but you know, guy's got a little hamstring problem. He's out. You know, hockey players, you have a broken jaw and you're still a game time decision. Only, only sport in the world. Yeah, he's got a broken jaw, but we expect him to play. And I like Roenick said, well, if he doesn't have breathing problems, he'll play. <laughs> That's it's essentially you if breathe. you can breathe, you're gonna play. <laughs> you can, they asked Brad Marchand yesterday, Lou. You think Zidane Chara will play? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's tough. Uh, he'll be all right. He'll play. He's, uh, you know, he's a real leader for us. You know, he'll be out there. He's got a broken jaw, Lou. <laughs> yeah, and, but, but this is, this is, we've seen this. This is, this is Willis Reed, 1970, although when, when Willis Reed showed up in 1970, he actually was able to execute. Uh, no question Chara was going to make the ice. There's never been a doubt in my mind. The question well, in my mind is how, how much how much does he play and is he effective? We don't know uh, if he's going to play, but uh, oh, we'll see. Did Zeno Chara? He had a uh, he had a uh, skate. He had a skate today. Uh, still a game time decision. Grizzlick uh, practiced. He's still uh, questionable too. So they could be out two defensemen tonight, Gabe. It's a he's big. He's been deal. drinking it serves all day, Cam. <laughs> He's been watching. I guarantee you, but, but uh, St. Louis is planning on Chara being in there. 
That's right. He's got the protein shakes cooking. Yeah, yeah. I just saw sure. a thing. They said this morning, yeah, Cher is crushing and sure drinks. He can't <laughs> eat. He's got a broke. He can't That's chew. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's got to drink his meal. Wicked. If I was insured, I'd be all over this. They don't chair oh, yeah, for insure. Sure. Uh, sorry, Luke. Go ahead. I just have to get that up there. St. St. Louis and any person been around hockey more than ten years knows that Char is on the ice tonight. Um, we had, um, like I said, we had Jr. on. He sort of expects him to play. Jeremy Roenick played with a broken job, but Jeremy Roenick had like two weeks to get ready for it, he said. Sources close to the situation say that Jared Chara is not wired shut, suffered no missing teeth, but uh, has braced along the bottom gun line. He has been cleared to play. Yeah, that's some hardcore stuff right there. Here he is right sure. now. They're showing him in the game. And, and I will say this to, to just uh, add on to what you guys were already saying. The, the reason Chara will play and the reason he never, ever even thought about not playing is because of what they're competing for. There's no other sport in the history of sport, of modern sport. I won't compare this to Incas and Aztecs killing the loser of the losing team. But shy of that, in modern sports history, no one has to go through the pain and suffering and has to endure and overcome uh, other motivated teams like hockey players do. The single-mindedness, the, the single purpose of a hockey team at the end of a cup final is something worthy and something to respect, and both these teams must be respected. LouGambleau.com. All right, we'll get Lou's pick uh, for tonight. And uh, the UFC on the other side. Coming up with LukeAmblu.com. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, great job, Jay. We've got decisions ready for Radio. All right, we're with Lou. I am Gabriel Morenzi, uh, Gamblu.com, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Let's get into tonight, Lou. So here we are. We have a best of two, uh, two or three series remaining. Boston has home ice. Uh, neither team has been able to win consecutive games. Uh, they both split on their respective ices. So home ice hasn't proven to be uh, prevalent yet. Uh, in this series, and there's a saying in hockey that, you know, home ice doesn't matter until game seven uh, for the most part. Um, so what do you what do you make of this game? Uh, both teams, man, put it in fighting terms. Both um, both teams have, you know, counterpunched after the other team has landed some shots and bounced back uh, after the fact. Um, it's funny. They asked uh, the Bruins, what do you do? How do you what do you do going home? And uh, Marchand said, bounce back. Um, this this is what this series has been all about. What's your take coming into tonight's game? 
My take is that St. Louis is eight and three on the road, and there's no better time to try and take control of this series like they did against San Jose than in game five. They have no excuse. Let's take a look just last night. If Toronto loses that game last night, they throw a series away because they had one gifted to them with the injuries that the Golden State Warriors faced. They still had to go out and execute, but it's a game they had to win. And this is a game St. Louis has to win, in my opinion. I think it's a a game that St. Louis is going to win. I think that the biggest reaction to the Chara injury is going to be in the total. I really like the under in the game, and everybody's like, well, wait a minute, Lou, if Chara doesn't play or if he's not himself, that weakens the defense. Au contraire, most hockey friends. What, in essence, is going to happen is Boston's going to be forced to continue to play stout, stoic defense, and they're going to have to give more help to a defense that's already thin and inexperienced. And how are they going to do that? by having their front linesmen come down and play defense. The play on this game tonight is the under, and it's the under because this game's got two to one written all over it because of what's happened to the Boston defense. Interesting angle, Lou. Interesting angle. I'm not going to touch the total, uh, Gabe. You know how I feel. I I bought in again when uh, St. Louis is down. I might add something to the kitty tonight. I I agree with Lou. I think we're in a great spot right now. This is exactly what happened to San Jose game. I mentioned when he ran into P.K. Subban, the only difference was it was an afternoon game on a Sunday afternoon, and the Blues went in there and kicked their ass. It's a great opportunity tonight. You have to capitalize on it. I think they get it done, and I really like the plus 135 price. Give me St. Louis. And I may just add, if you don't mind, gentlemen, that two days ago uh, when this was plus 145, and the uh, Chara news had just come out that he broke his jaw. I, I released the dog that early because I sensed this kind of compression in the line. So, uh, you know, it, it, those of you listening, it, it pays attention to follow me on Twitter uh, because when I flash a, a number out, I'm trying to get the best of it. And we got the best of St. Louis plus 145. And uh, when we start talking about this, these fights, the main event, Marlon Moore is now minus 135. Two or three weeks ago, I released him at minus 115. Half of the job is picking the right side. The other half of the job is getting the best of the number. Lou, gamblu.com uh, with us. So updated series price. It's amazing, Lou. Before before the uh, the NBA Finals started and the Stanley Cup started, they normally, it doesn't always correlate exactly around the same time, but it has for the most part. And I didn't do the parlay this year, guys. And I hit it like four years in a row, man. NBA Finals, Stanley Cup champion parlay. And I've, I've been doing it for years. I didn't do it this year. I wanted to, and I ended up not doing it. It was plus 385. So Raptors to win, Blues to win was plus 385. At its high peak, guys, it hit plus 1,700. It was 17 to 1, man, uh, at one, one, one point. Now it, it's come down uh, once again. You know, I sort of get the feeling the Blues win tonight and then they go home and win in game six, guys. I, you know, it seems to me the Blues are destined to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think they'll win in game seven on the road at Boston. I'd be hard pressed to see them winning. They could. It's almost like the Raptors, guys, last night, Cam, that 
if you're going to win on the road, last night was the game to do it. Not when you're down 2-1. Because then it'll be harder. And it'll be like a snowball. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're St. Louis, and they've been a great road team, and you know it, Cam, in the playoffs. But if you're St. Louis, go out there and, like, say, sell it. This is the last time we're in Boston, guys. This is it. Like, you know what I mean? Put it in your head. When you roll in, this is the last time we're going to see this arena. We're winning this game. We're going home. We're not coming back to Boston. I think uh, also, too, when you look at the numbers, the only thing that will kill St. Louis tonight is getting into the pe- penalty trouble. If they play five-on-five hockey, they've dominated Boston from a five-on-five. That's what they do. The physical play is taking its toll. I, I think it's a great it's a great spot for them tonight. Uh, I, I, really, I, I believe, Gabe, Blues and six at the start. We're sticking to the script. It's going to be urgent. It's going to be a, it's going to be a very, very raucous building tonight. You know the Bruins fans. They're hardcore. The ones that love hockey really love it. I think they got to go in there. Blues got to punch him in the face, score first. Very simple things, but this is what you have to do. Take that building, take the air out of it. Make it quiet. Be disciplined, hit. No stupid penalties. You win the game. Couldn't agree more. Five-on-five hockey is such a critical component. Great call, Cam. Um, they dominate yeah. them five-on-five. Five. The only problem, what, what has St. Louis done this whole series? The only time they've gotten beat is when they have guys in the box. Other than that, they're they're fine. They really you know have what it to comes play down that to, game. Though, Cap? Yep. You know what it comes down to? We talked about it. I hate to be the conspiracy theorist, but this stuff is true. Is yeah, that... They, they were all over the Blues. And remember Craig Berube, and you know it, Lou, and you said it. Hockey guys don't like to complain. Berube didn't like to complain, but Berube yeah. complained earlier, right? Like, he yeah. said, guys, on, guys, we're getting called for things we've been doing the whole time. Stop. And he goes, I don't like complaining, but I'm going to complain, essentially. Then, when the series was 2-1, Lou, if the Bruins would have won, it would be up 3-1, and they could clinch tonight. Too quick. Too quick. Leagues, yeah, they don't like short series like this. They need revenue and stuff. So... The referees let the Blues play their game the other night. The Blues are more disciplined, but the refs also let them play their game. If the refs, I'm convinced, if the refs don't mess, and they, if the refs just put the whistle in the pockets, guys, the St. Louis Blues win this series. If the refs don't mess with them, that's the way I approach this. So, you know, I don't know. Are they going to call the Blues for penalties tonight? Maybe. Because the Blues do play on the edge. But it, to me, it's almost, that's what it comes down to. If the referees let the Blues play their game, the Blues will win, in my opinion. You know, that's that's I the way would, I look at it. I, I would love to call you names and criticize that argument, but I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to hundred percent support it, but I do yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it, it there's that there's a lot there's to some be nuggets said of with truth that. in there, Lou, right? There's some there's, there's, a, truth. there's more Tons than some of nuggets. nuggets of truth. Tons of nuggets of <laughs> yeah. truth, Gabe. You saw, you saw it from the referees. The Blues brought out empirical data where they said, guys, league, these are the penalties we've had in six and seven games. We had the same amount in three. What the hell's going on here? Right? So, you know, and Berube did it calmly, and they're like, okay, you saw the last game. The Blues were pummeling, guys. They had great referees. They let both teams play as well they should. Yeah, That's the yes. thing about hockey. Let them play. Stop calling minor tic-tac calls. It's ridiculous. The big man. And they, they they usually do at this time when it's what is best two or three. Usually right, let's get, there's a couple of crews, yeah. Sucks. Let's get okay. into let's Six. get into the UFC. But final words, Lou Stanley Cup, uh, you uh, any final words that we'll get into the UFC here? 
Final words are his Gamblu clients took the Blues on the series plus 140 before the right. series and plus 250 after game one. So we're all about the Blues. Get yes. with it. All right. We got some title fights uh, this weekend in Chicago. Henry Cejudo and uh, Marlon Moraz. Moraz is a small favorite, minus 133. Shevchenko is a massive favorite, minus 1400 against Jessica I, plus 700. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone, Tony Ferguson, probably the fight people are most looking forward to seeing. Tony Ferguson returns from his absence, minus 150. What's your take on the card, Luke? Like the card, as, as mentioned earlier, we're on Morez minus 115. And I, I'd say at current pricing, 130, 135, yes. But I, I wouldn't want to go any higher. Let's remember, he opened minus 180. So if you take him right now at plus 135, you're still getting a pretty decent uh, position on a guy who, it, it, and this is how I look at the weight difference. Uh, I don't have any issues that Cejudo can bring uh, what power he has and his quickness and his wrestling up from 125 to 135. What I question, the same thing as I questioned when Kevin Lee went up to fight Rafael Dos Anjos at 70, is the fact that I didn't think Kevin Lee was going to have a hard time fighting at the heavier weight. I thought he was going to have a hard time competing against a man who's fought at that weight against bigger, heavier men for four or five fights. That's exactly what I feel here. Marlon Morris, as he has completely, I mean, listen, the first fight in the UFC, they give him a sun sow. He loses in a uh, split decision that many people would have thought that uh, he won. I was lucky enough to have a sun sow there, but I was holding my breath. But he, he goes then to face John Dotson, who's a fast, real quick fighter, and he split decisions him, and then he has impressive KOs over Aljamain Sterling and Jimmy Rivera, then comes back and submits a sunsau. Uh, I think Cejudo uh, is a little bit glamour boy. I, I don't question that the guy's a pure winner, and he's one of the most ferocious That's competitors the in the UFC. He's also the best wrestler in the UFC. But I just think going up to fight this man at this weight class at this time is a mistake, and I do like Morris. You know, that's the thing. And, Cam, you hear what he just said, Lou, right there? Yeah. He's an ultimate winner, gold medalist, Olympic champion. Yep. Heart heart of a champion. Mm -hmm. Finds a way to win, even though he's undersized. Yeah, and oh yeah, he's the best wrestler in the UFC. But I like the other guy. Yeah, you know, my my, yes. my feeling in this is, and I feel you, Lou. I have all great points that you raised, but to me, I just man, you. I, I anytime I've doubted Cejudo, I've lost. Like this son of a bitch finds a way, man. Well, then please jump on him. Please do. <laughs> yeah, you sound you sound angry there, yeah. Lou. Yeah, I like no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, con- I'm confident. I'm confident in this one. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the championship rounds. Many believe Suhudo's wrestling will take advantage. Then I happen to think that he starts to tucker out, and and um, Morris is going to catch up with him. This is a nice I hate to say this, fellas. I got. I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust sorry. Brazilians in big fights. I, I hate to simplify it, but uh, sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, no, sorry, Gabe. I was just saying, like, Tony Ferguson, does that price look lean to you? The guy's an animal. I know he's been off for a while. Like, I love Cowboy Cerrone, but I don't know. Ferguson, man, I like, I thought he'd be yeah. about a buck 70, don't you think? Buck 30? Feels short I don't know, to Lou, me, too. Tell me. 
You tell me. Well, Ferguson opens 245, and they've been steadily betting Cerrone. And we know why they're betting Cowboy Cerrone, because by now we've seen two or three fights since his child has been born where he's been a world beater and an underdog. And so now recency, uh, everybody starts to believe that he's really a big, bad dude like we all think he is, and he's a couple inches taller than Ferguson. Now we find out that just a few months ago, Ferguson uh, was, was, uh, was missing for 72 hours, and when they found him uh, in a basement in a corner with the lights turned out, he, he claimed that there were people hiding in his walls. So when you combine that information with Cerrone's recency... Hang in here, Lou. Hang in here. We'll be right back. All right. We'll, cut, we'll, we'll, we'll finish that up. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we've only got a couple of minutes here, so we'll get right down to business with Lou. Uh, so, Lou, finish uh, finish your point here. And you're right. I mean, it's always difficult. You never know the psyche, though, of fighters, Lou. And I think we overanalyze and play armchair psychologists too often. I mean, look at Gustafson last week. How many guys retired last week after their fight? Oh, I quit now. Like, yeah, I wish you were. I would have known you guys were going to quit before. Um but you're right. I mean, there's always the concern betting on a fighter that thinks the CIA is following him and uh, thinks there's aliens in his wall, right? I mean, yeah, his girlfriend or ex-wife like actually called the authorities on Ferguson Cam and said he's not like assaulting me or anything, but like yeah. he's losing it. Like he's got problems, like real problems. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and and then boom, though, then there he is on Instagram hitting a bag saying, I'm all good, guys. Chill out. Like, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it, but I'll tell you, he's a hell of a fighter, Lou. Sure is. He is, and, and I believe if he comes to fight, and, and I think sometimes in a situation like that, I remember years ago, Wade Boggs got caught in an extramarital deal, and the guy went on like a 25-game streak because sometimes for the athlete, it's reality that's the pollution. And then once they can get into the hockey rink, the baseball diamond, the huddle, or the octagon, everything goes away and they just become who they are. I believe that's how we're going to find Ferguson. I believe he's going to smother Cowboy Cerrone and crowd him and bully him just like Cowboy hates. I think Cowboy was one second away from calling it against Iaquinta in the first round, but Iaquinta <laughs> didn't know to keep the pressure on. And I do think Ferguson Cam is a hell of a bargain after opening him up up 245 and be able to catch him at minus 140, minus 150. I will be on Tony Ferguson. I'm betting it right I, now. I confidence. I like this fight too. He's a world class fighter. He's an elite he fighter. He is, man. You guys you know, an I mean. That's the thing. He just needs he needs to stay focused. He's had injury problems. Um, and I'm with you, Lou. Cowboy does this, where Cowboy will go on these little runs, make some money, and then people think he's unstoppable, and then he'll lose. Uh, listen, I was on Cowboy against that Hernandez kid. That was, that was a live dog. Um, all right, Lou. God bless you. 
Uh, check out Lou on Twitter, at Cam Lou, and he's got full write-ups, and it's at connect with him over at Cam.com. Thanks for your time, Lou.